Everybody, it's 6:57 p.m. and I am very happy to be welcoming you all back to another installment of the podcast, the show. Podcasting came afterwards. The show that never ends. So, welcome to, quite frankly, the pre-show. It's May 12th, 2022. It's a Thursday evening. It is a beautiful day in New York, and what has been a simply beautiful week so far. Thursday, it's a little bit of a roulette kind of a show. A lot of things that can we can go to. A lot of it's one of your choose your own adventure nights. <laughs> There's going to be things that make the grade and things that you never knew were in the chamber. But Rob is here. What's going on, Rob? Nothing. Just uh, ready to wing it. Yeah, <laughs> wing it. I mean, we have we have plenty. We really do have plenty, and there's plenty going on outside and inside, and I have a great number of questions that have already been sent in by by some uh, some subscribers of the show, so, I mean, you can go anywhere. And uh, I even have this doppelganger thread that I am just itching. I've been itching for weeks to find a place to, uh, to put it in, and uh, who knows? Who knows? Like I said, choose your own adventure. But um, how's your week going so far? Are you enjoying yourself? Absolutely. Yes, I am. Me too. Enjoying the weather as we uh, preface the uh, show with, for sure. I'm enjoying the fact that we uh, we have spring. Yes. It's not 80 or 90 degrees. So, uh... It's beautiful. It's the, those crisp, sunny days where, you know, you, you if you drift into the shade, you almost need a hoodie. Right. But if you get out into the sun, you're you're... You're golden. Yeah, no, it's cool in the morning, then a little bit warmer, and then cooler at night. And we, have, I think we have another week or two of that coming up. Mm. I think we're just starting to flirt with 70s now. Yeah. But uh, I, I like 65 to 70. What is beautiful, though, is a, um, a dry 80-degree day with a breeze in June. There's nothing like that. I think 80 is, like, optimal. No, I like 70 is optimal. Really? More of a fall type of type of guy, so if I'm relishing no... this uh, prolonged spring because we didn't get spring. We got spring last year, but before that, it was you know a couple of years of no spring. It's gotta be you, you gotta go easy with the breeze with seventy. 
<laughs> Got to go easy with the breeze then. I'm good like that. I'm built for uh, for colder climates. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Although I have been I have been liking the cold more these days. But either way, it's been pleasant, and I hope that it's uh, somewhat pleasant wherever you are too. And we, we'll be taking your calls and hanging out. And uh, that's 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 really it. Great week coming to an end soon. The June Badasses, ladies and gentlemen, keep sending them in. We have about 12 ready to go already. So uh, I think that we, we're, we're shooting for 22 to 25 so that we have enough for every night of June and then uh, some extra that we can start building on for 2023. And what else do we have? Book session. One more uh, announcement I have to make. Book club session number four is tomorrow. That, uh, that uh, for Windswept House will be live tomorrow night, Friday the 13th, after 7 p.m. broadcast with John uh, Don Jeffries. We'll be doing Folklore Friday tomorrow and all that. Uh, tonight, uh, after that, around 8.30, 8.45, we'll go live for Book Club Session 4, and the thread is up on Reddit. Jump into those. That has been an amazing piece of that whole Book Club experience. So thanks again. Just want to put that out there. All right. Okay, so we have a couple of cool things uh, to warm up over here. Uh, first of all, get out your checkbook, Rob, because guess what? A baseball has hit the market. It's already been it's been bought though on an auction for fifty thousand dollars. It's signed by the one, the only, Ukrainian President Zelensky. For fifty grand, F dude, talk about money laundering. Exactly. That is worth maybe fifty dollars only because of the headlines lately. Well, it's worth whatever somebody will pay for it. Exactly. I wonder where this person was that, <laughs> that bought this, that had an extra 50 grand to, for a baseball with this guy. I, I just don't know. I, I, th that is more ridiculous. Can he, do you think he could throw a baseball? Him, no. Yeah. No, he could put on a pair of stilettos, though. That I've seen, yeah. I'm aware of that. He's probably like doc, Dr. Fauci with the way he throws a baseball. That was actually a, a mild, a mild consolation for what, what they, they put us through. To, for him to get in front of the television and look so feeble. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed that for the five seconds that it happened. Yeah. I would have taken the, uh, the two years back and let him throw a strike. But yeah. still, I get it. Well, he could have. That's the whole point. <laughs> you know? Uh, take the two years back, throw him in, in a dungeon somewhere. But astronomers... <laughs> They reveal the first image of a black hole at the heart of our galaxy, which didn't they already did this. They announced this years ago, and it looks exactly the same. It looks like a weird donut. Like, what is that? I'm sure somebody knows what the hell I'm looking at, but this is the exact same image that they, they released like 10 years ago. Okay. And we're, this is in the center of our galaxy. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because I've heard various things as far as uh you know the theory that we were a uh binary star system actually oh really yeah and then one at one point and then you know became a uh black hole but i i think that maybe uh we would not be here if that right. were true if we were that close but it... i'm not a scientist so i can't say but i would think that if there were a uh, you know a black hole just kind of hiding about within our solar system well, if it's in the center of the galaxy, we should right. be safe. Yeah. News what do you one. think of 
black holes? Do you think they're portals? Do you think stars are portals? I don't know. I don't know about. The, uh, I don't know. Oh, the the more that we the more that we we see all these weird objects that go and park next to stars, yeah, or at least our star, fuel up or whatever they're doing. It's definitely <laughs> like a highway gas station, mm. a galactic gas station. You right. just park and, and and draw something off of it. But as far as portals goes, uh, you know, there's another thing that came out here not too long ago about wormholes, about our. Um, Oh man, where the hell did I put it? I don't know, but I don't know. I, is there a difference between theoretically between black holes and wormholes? I'd have to imagine. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. Black holes just simply just seem to be tearing people apart. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. I just know that I've seen the stuff out there um, with the uh, with the whatever those are those giant things that come by our sun and. Uh, you know, I, of course, people are like, well, this is all just you know, fake and blah, blah, blah. But I would think that if it were fake, that they would uh, put it out there more, you know, to try and muddy the waters or whatever. But it doesn't get a lot of play. And the size of those objects are like, that's not like a spaceship. Those are like civilizations. Right. Yeah. Especially when you talk about scale with the sun. Well, yeah. Well, here's one, here's one for you. Newly released. This is from Vice. Back uh, April 19th of this year, newly released documents shed light on government-funded research into wormholes, anti-gravity, and invisibility cloaks. <laughs> now, the, invis the invisibility cloak thing is very, is very interesting because when you start talking about invisibility and the night sky, that's, that's kind of... That's awe-inspiring to think about all the shit that's just floating around you can't see has been shielded by technology and uh, can just... It would also, aside from quantum physics, blinking in and out of one, ex one place, being in another place, and tapping into that whole thing, it would also explain to some degree why things in the sky appear. They can be stationary, stationary, then all of a sudden they just close up as if an eye has blinked, mm. you know? Maybe they just turn something on. <laughs> Turn it off. Yeah. Well, like you said, the quantum, right? They exist in different spots or whatever. Yeah. Since its existence was revealed by the New York Times in 2017, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which was funded by the Defense Intelligence Agency, or DIA, has been the subject of fervent curiosity from UFO disclosure advocates, government transparency active activists, and journalists alike. They are now formally defunct program with studying UFO-related phenomena, according to the landmark 2020 investigation, blah, blah, blah. The DIA's, DIA's public explanation on what it was involved ranged over the years on satisfying ob obfuscatory, blah, blah, blah. Where the hell is all the stuff about wormholes? Um, nearly 1,600 pages of documents released to Motherboard are a mix of scientific research contracts, presentations, briefings, and memos related to the program, where there are many documents written for f by former Senator Harry Reid, who died. You hear he died? Mm -hmm. He died. Yeah. Uh, but they're looking at jumping, portal jumping, and things like that. Hell, didn't they have a, didn't they have a, uh, a Stargate somewhere in, in Iraq, Iraq? Didn't they find a Stargate in Iraq? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yes. That's, well, supposedly all over uh, where 
various uh, ancient uh, marking. I don't know what do you want to say, monoliths or whatever are. That's part of the thing that was going on. That was the true reason of the uh, Iraq War. You know, not weapons of mass destruction, but looking for the uh, the portal. Well, there's also or whatever or the you know reptilian whatever underground or some shit. And next door in Afghanistan, there's the Nephilim. There is. You ever see that story? Mm-hmm. That, that's a cool one. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I forgot who the guy that came forward about it, but Timothy Alberino talked about him one night because they were he's like friends with him. And um, I thought that was interesting. This story in particular, it will make an appearance. I know I just skimmed along it, and it's, it's, it's pretty in-depth, but we have an, an idea as to how to fit this into a, quite frankly, blog post. So you'll see this coming back around at some point. But there you go. A little bit of news from... Oh, not all the news from space. <laughs> Listen to this. NASA wants to send nudes to space in order to attract aliens. Uh, so pretty much they're sending out these illustrations of the human form, which look like the uh, 2D oh. kind of Pac-Man feel to it all. Okay. Um, and, you know, obviously they're... That's that. I mean, she she has good thighs, nice <laughs> hips. I would say a large C. But... I can't tell. They look... They, they look like... It, they, they don't look that big, though. I have to say that. We should... Uh, if we're going to send out, you know, examples of the human form, we should actually send out, you know, the, the pinnacle right. of, it, of it. So getting close, I would say... You know, but, closer to, like, how, uh, you know renaissance art and everything like that is i mean we've we've discussed that before yes where you know when a society is healthy what the artwork is and how it's represented with boobs full of breast milk by the way there's a lot of bre there's <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. baby formula problems happening right now we'll talk about that in a second mm. but this you know what this looks like here he said here, the transmitted message also included a simple representation of the world map and a diagram about how Earth's gravity works. Scientists say that the message will be written in binary code, which they believe would be extensively be understood by extraterrestrials. Um, though the concept of mathematics in human terms is potentially unrecognizable to ETI, binary is likely universal across all intelligence, the study reads. Uh, this was a little bit more, this is the message that was printed on that gold plaque they put onto Voyagers one and two as mm -hmm. they they were sent off in the early 1970s and 80s, mm -hmm. which actually looks better than what we're throwing out there right now, and that does look like a C cup. Ah, uh, okay, but know. it's the same people. It's the same exact okay couple that they took. It looks like they just reformed it. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were able to send that stuff out there and go right. to the moon and all of that. Right. I can't manage it anymore. This well, is what that's what NASA did though. It said he did said he sent out the the uh, Arecibo mm -hmm. uh, radio telescope um, signals in 1971 or something like that, and that was what the uh, Chibolton crop circle was responding to in 2002, mm. where they sent out it, it, uh, out of all the bullshit crop circles. Most of them are bullshit. This is a lot one. Of them are, yeah, yeah. Th this is one that still a lot of people talk about and 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 reserve. Right. Well, that's why there's bullshit ones because to muddy the waters and you know it's like no, it's you know five guys and a case of beer and some planks. Look, it's yeah, like, no, not really. I mean, some of them are, but um, do you know if there's any plans to send out um, like a third um, 
figure because uh, you know to, to represent all the genders. I know. I, was I mean, because that's male and female. Well, what's even more disturbing and, and is those aren't. I mean, maybe we need body positive figures out there too. Yes, I mean, there's not enough flaps on her. Yeah. And the fact well, that they're well, both for obviously... a woman, a woman, you know what I mean? When you, like I said, look at Renaissance art, right? So, you know, for a woman, it's, it's okay. But, uh, yeah, we might need to make uh, make one of the guys look like he plays video games all day. and Has a little bit of a hump in his back? A little bit of a hump in his back. Maybe like a, a soy latte in his hand. Well, let's also be honest. It's highly disturbing that these are both white people. <laughs> so... I mean, it's obvious they? that they're white. It's obvious. Maybe. So, um, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That that could be Kamala Harris. No. No, no, no. Kamala Harris. Tree trunk legs. She would need the tree trunk legs. That's certainly not Loretta Lynch. <laughs> yeah. Okay? It's not Lori Lightfoot. Wow. Yeah, she's not the best representation. Of She'd probably be the least scary. They'd be like, oh, wait, wait. This yeah. You know, probably, if we're going to reach out to the universe, she'd probably be the least scary to send out there. Yeah. You know? Have you seen the meme where it's like, uh, you know, it's like we're, you know, every, the, our world is turning into Gotham City or whatever, and it's like, there's just the, just the mutants and like one yes. of them's Lori Lightfoot in, the, in like a bizarre uh, tuxedo. And then, of course, there's like the, the correspondence on MSNBC. I've seen Everyone several of those, goes, several yeah, of those threads. Funny. It's uh, it's crazy. It's not just even, uh, not even just Gotham. I forgot what other, what other universe they pulled from, but it's, it's serious because those those archetypes, those tropes are so clearly expressed, um, and I and I really do think that maybe a lot of, because we're such a we're so psychopathic, um, in the way that. Um, I mean, there's something wrong. I think that because there's such a fractured identity, that when, when it, especially when it comes to those groups and those the upper the upper tier or, or even just the the lower rungs, searching for something that they can latch onto, they just have to adopt any kind of traits from one character or another. And yeah, I also think that it's emblematic and represent representative of a. a a trajectory of just degradation and that's why you get like the Lori Lightfoots who you know I mean, you laugh at Beetlejuice but she does look like Beetlejuice right mm -hmm. and uh, all these other assorted freak shows or whatever going on and then you look at these other uh, art that from back when we were just talking and it's like that's vilified you know that's that's not that's not good. That's not. No, they call it colonialist. They call it one thing or another, and right. it has to be done away with. And then, of course, you get these, these uh, lopsided buildings and and the art. The worst. The art. The that, worst. It's just, <laughs> you know, ugliness isn't so subjective, right? That's. I mean, okay, maybe there's some room, but there's things that are just. I mean, I see buildings in Manhattan that are that are just ugly. I, I know it's looking. I know the one that you're talking, especially the one that, that that's vis visible from Chinatown. Oh, the worst! It, it looks like uh, it it looks like a a, a game of Jenga, Jenga that's about to fall. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And there there are so many of them. And how many? How much great architecture was down there? That's gone. You look at the details in in uh, so many of the buildings. You know, even just the the craftsmanship that had to go. And then it's just like they're putting up these just horrible, horrible, skinny 
spires and, and stuff. Yes. I, I, I love that Art Deco era. Yeah. I, I love that. That's yeah, one thing I was <laughs> I was checking out on YouTube, like Playland from the, the yeah. 30s and the 50s and the 60s and 80s, 90s. Like, you know, there's people that have various videos and stuff. And that's the one thing, because, you know, Playland is closed. Whatever they're going to do with it now, I don't know. I guess they're, they're refurbishing it. But I hope they don't take away that Art Deco everything. I mean, I guess they're going to preserve some of it, but... I heard that it was a major preservation effort. I, I, it's I, totally ripped up yeah. right now. So, so my mother was telling me. Yeah, I haven't it, been down there, but... Yeah. Well, let's let, let's get this started. Let's get this started, and when we come back, we just continue this. I like this flow anyway. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. Share the show wherever the hell you can, and uh, the night is just get kicked off. Bye bye. stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Welcome. Welcome. It's 718 on the East Coast and plenty to do, plenty to say. I hope you're all having a good time so far. Would love to get some calls flowing soon. And what the hell happens? Yeah. Yeah, it's a time where there's a lot of people picking up projects like that. Restoration. And I always, you have to hold your breath these days now. Because you don't know if they're going to just try to, that you're going to try to do something to restore what was once good and classic about a thing or a place, mm-hmm. or if they're going to try to, hey, let's freshen it up. And it's always such a bad idea. Right. If fresh is not good these days. No. <laughs> I swear to God. No, it's not. And the, the quality is just not the same as far as construction goes. And we see that everywhere. Right. No, no, it's not. It's not there. Okay, you know why? And um, I, I hate to, to do this to whatever. I guess if you're out there putting a, a building together, you're just following the instructions. You know what you're doing. You've had your training. You went through your apprenticeships. And, and of course, everybody needs to pay the bills. But I just do not believe that there is really any love hmm. put into these creations. I, had a, I put aside a, a thread it was on 4chan, probably around Easter, but I've seen these threads happen before too. They're great. There actually is a whole Twitter account dedicated just to this. I think it's, uh, I think it's like uh, arc- crimes against humanity. It's some kind of a spin against crimes against humanity, but it's crimes against architecture. Mm. And 
just to, to look back at old architecture, everything, right. shipbuilding, everything. Right. There's, there is a spiritual aspect that's missing. Of course. Of course. It's a craft, right? Those are people who are doing their thing. They're doing what they are, are, are meant to do. And uh, it's, it's very different than just uh, what goes on today. And it's, what's crazy is that um, the appreciation for that sort of thing, because, I mean, even here in Westchester County, I mean, Westchester's been around for a long time. Um, there are plenty of uh, older places. There's, there's money over here, right? So that there's stuff that's been made uh, really, really well. And you see what goes on now where it's just like, just knock down old houses to put up giant McMansions that they just look terrible. Mm. You know, and, and it's true. There is no love in, in how it's done. I got to get some My mother just texted me, and she said that um, she has been watching them every day, and they are very skilled, and I believe that they are restoring it to its original glory. Okay. Which I, I would hope so, because there is just such wonderful things to, to build on there. I'm trying to find some pictures of Playland Classic uh, Art Deco. This is just good stuff. Right. But a lot of this came about because, you know, Playland is a, it's, it was taken over by Westchester County a while ago. And the problem with it is that it, the bottom line, it doesn't make money. Yep. Right. So this is what led to all of these things. Whereas if you had a different outlook on what its function really is, which is to be enjoyed, you know, it's not supposed to be like great adventure. Truly. You know, it could be like, oh, the rides suck. Well, kind of, but... <laughs> Here's some pictures I found. I'm just, just grabbing stuff, just from, like, the boardwalk and right. things like that. Um, that is more so... Yeah, that's where, like, that museum is now. And then you see toward the right, that's the beginning of... Let me that's get where up. the pool is. Yeah, and, and, and towards the right is w the beginning of where all of the, the dance halls would be. That's where they have the big band music back mm -hmm. in the day, and our grandparents probably went there and had a wonderful time. Yeah. And um, here's a little bit more. So there's there's a little bit more from that from that area. There's that spire in the middle of the actual park. I, that's that's like a very very rare crystal at the top mm -hmm. with that like lighthouse. Yeah. There's a dragon coaster. That's back in the day. I don't know. Good stuff. Hmm. Don't know how we got on the topic, but I'm glad we did. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually a historical landmark, so I guess they can't really change too much. No. But they changed the Dragon Coaster. I know that. Well, they changed the cars, and that changed the uh, experience of what the ride was. It is now. Oh, wait a second. That wasn't my mother. That was Lauren. <laughs> she says, I, I looked back down and says, um, it's me, your wife. <laughs> They're removing the pool. Yeah. And they put, they're putting in a splash pad. Okay. So that's where you get to walk on all the rubber and all the things sprays all over the place and the rubber reabsorbs it so you're not, you know, you're not actually like sitting in, which I'm actually all right. I'm, I'm okay with that just because if you go to any kind of a pool like that, unless it's just for display, you're just going to be sitting in a, uh, uh, it's, it's, all, it's all urine. It's pee. Yeah. It's pee. Yeah. I remember that. Even as a kid growing up. We knew that, like, I'm not going in the pool over there. Come on. <laughs> you can't do that. Go in the water, but in the, you know, in the beach, of course. But 
And the worst thing to do, even and, and it's bad that it's the worst thing because it's one of the greatest things to be in if you if you can trust the environment is a lazy river. Hmm. You, ever, you ever just lay in the lazy river uh, in like in a tube and all of a sudden you're just taken through like a miles worth of just current, artificial current. In a water park? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I almost died on the, the one at Action Park. Like, everyone has the Action Park story. So, like, I mean, I know they made movies about it and everything, but, like, that's real. That was crazy, Action Park. And then that's, one of them was, like, the, I mean, it wasn't really a lazy river. It was the Colorado Rapids. Okay, it's not like that. That's not, yeah. But that was insane. The, <laughs> that's what, that's you were in a go. giant tube with, like, eight people. With other people, yeah. Yeah, and it, ours, of course, flipped over. They always flipped over. So I'm, like getting swept away in the current. I'm like eight years old. I just look up and there's a, a huge tube of like eight, ten people just f barreling down at me and just go right under the water. Water is the most ferocious thing, mm. force on earth I can think of. I mean, obviously you think of like a tornado or whatever, but just, just the fact, I mean, you can have a, a light breeze coming through a living room mm -hmm. for... 75 years and it'll always just be a nice pleasant light breeze but a drip 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 will wear a hole in the earth eventually yeah that's it's, how the grand canyon was made it's incredible right carved out by the uh colorado so, river so when you put a uh a surge a current behind no, it water is the softest yet most destructive thing that's why uh you know all the martial arts they talk about that be like water as uh, I guess Bruce Lee uh, made famous but I don't think it was his original thought obviously what do you think um, what do you think the main philosophy driving Steven Seagal is <laughs> I don't know I don't know I I mean I know it's an easy he's an easy uh, is an easy target um, hard to kill is a dope movie <laughs> and so is marked for death I was watching a lot of every once in a while I get I get I get rolled back into Steven Seagal uh, highlights and then eventually start seeking out all of his most recent demos that he does and then the um, yeah it's it's, it's it's you know ridiculous seems like there's a lot of there's an element I'm just not gonna say much more this just seems like there's an element of those martial arts videos you get with the, the guys that are throwing the chi around and and yeah. tw 25 people in class throw themselves back there is a huge segment in martial arts and especially with traditional martial arts and as a traditional martial arts i could say this and it's true that it lends itself to absolute bs just fantasy land and charlatans and people looking to take advantage of you know weaker minded people for sure cult of personality all types of stuff uh happens in, in there which of course muddies the water from what the true nature of it is but yes and steven seagal uh, seems like one of them although wasn't he training a couple of mma guys that did well i heard about anderson yeah. silva who was a great fighter for had a great run for a while yeah for sure you know i don't know there's there's always mixed opinions there, and I and I don't really have one. That's why I bring it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his art aikido is um, it certainly works on kind of like water, right? Like go with the flow. Um, but there's there's a lot in in that as well. That how it, it's positioned and and put forth now, the essence of of what it is is a little bit, you know, compromised for sure.
I don't even know where you go for that anymore. What? It must be the hardest, hardest, uh, still the hardest thing in the world right now to open up a, a gym like that in certain places. It was insane. I can, obviously, you know, <laughs> I know it was tough before, and now it's you know it's crazy with everything that's going on. And before it was you know just insurance. It, it's one of those things where this, where when you have a big commercial school, big school, you have to have the people to keep the door open, right? And so how do you do that? The problem with real, in today's day and age, is that you you could still find people that are qualified and that will, will do it for the love. Um, and then so the people that train, it's usually a dedicated following, but much smaller, right? So then once you have to keep the doors open, you know, that's where you see the kids' birthday parties. That's where you see all these other things. Pay for your promotion. Pay for... Belts belts it takes away from everything i mean martial arts had its heyday for sure and i was exposed to the end of it in the 80s um that's what definitely got me into it but you know i know in the 70s and 80s downtown in chinatown for fujiao pai what you know study they were running they they would do three classes a day because the classes would be so full and, and those would be adults. Adults, yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So six days a week. So that that's, you know, people were definitely, it was, it was different, though. And then now you have, uh, you know, the state of it is pretty bleak because, you know, the art, it's an art. So it has to be like we were just talking with, like, a craftsmanship. And so there's apprenticeship and, and learning and, and constant progression and, and, and all of that. And when... You know, when you got to sit there and keep the lights on and, and, and get insurance and, and all of this, it doesn't it doesn't work. You know, this is a bygone era. Yeah. On uh, it. What's interesting though, if you should read, uh, you know, Grandmaster's book. I I'd like to. Uh, I'll let you borrow it. I have the English version. I have the Chinese version too, but I can't read. I that. just have some of the, the some of the the anniversary pamphlets and stuff like that. No, no, no. You got to read the book because it's it's amazing. It's a tiger looks back, and and he is, he's the man. Um, but as far as a snapshot of 1950s through 1990s New York City, and you know just the amount of intrigue and everything that goes on, it's crazy. Even then, because he's. Look, I go down in Chinatown in Manhattan now. If I walk down there with the Fujiao Pai insignia on a shirt or something like that, you know, people in, in a shop will be like, oh, great hero, great hero. Like, he is, he really is. I mean, I know in the 70s he was named the, they gave him the second most influential, you know, person because they gave it to Bruce Lee as the most influential martial artist of the modern era. But uh, as far as really preserving it and doing it, he's, uh, he's the real deal. And, uh, you know, it's it's a, it's a shame because that the environment for that doesn't exist. But that's also been part of the history of martial arts is that in times of repression and upheaval, you know, it's goes underground. And it's just kind of like where we are right now with it. There's people that are still looking to preserve what it is for for the benefit and the development of what it can. It's just a method, you know, many ways up the mountain. Right. But um, it kind of has to go hidden underground for a little bit why do you think especially with chinatown um 
I mean, I've, I've been down there more than enough to see how it really is a world unto itself. And people, they, they have their own routines. They have their own every. I mean, it's it's the the culture is completely encapsulated in these few city blocks. And and it's uh, that's uh, why do you think out of all the things that are preserved inside of these little ecosystems like that, something like martial arts would, on a cultural aspect, wane interest even in, in those situations. Well, like in he that. says in his book, I mean, the government, there's, is, there's <laughs> all types of stuff. I mean, the Chinese Freemasons infiltrating, Taiwanese government representatives taking, basically, what is the point, right? It's to develop you as, as a person, okay? Physically, mentally, emotionally, understand spiritual aspects. Um, that's not so good if you want, you're trying to stand on the backs of people. I, spe- I mean, look at China's history. You know, we're lamenting the, the things that we see are happening in our culture and our things. Well, guess what? <laughs> we're about four thousand years later than what's going on to those people over there too. Right. So. I guess I guess that could be applied all yeah, across so, the board. If so you- those who are looking to control. It's not a good look, you know. They don't. They don't want that sort of thing. They want to subjugate. You got to take away people's spirit. Exactly, and that's what it is. And this is what helps in the refinement of, you know, the the individual. And you know, you, you could stand up for yourself, right? But like we were saying with craftsmanship, that's the same thing, you know, like somebody who who is like an artist and and or or whatever that dedicates the time and. It becomes the aspect of, of who they are. Um, that develops you, and that brings you in touch with something else. That is, and once again, with just one facet, one facet of a big mess, a big mess of stress that mm-hmm. they that that has been thrown into everything else. I mean, I, I I know I know that you and I we were talking. You have people that you still see every every week that work in finance mm-hmm. um of course everybody has to go out to buy food so we we see what's going on with the shelves yep um yeah. and, and and now all of a sudden this the mainstream media is coming out and they're warning people against making baby formula at home because it might be dangerous <laughs> right that's a, it mean so what's the deal with this baby formula thing I mean, I know that there is a major plant that's still closed. Didn't they mention that if we open it tomorrow, it'll take 10 weeks to get production up and going to to the shelves? Something like that. Yeah. Um, I have something here from Zero Hedge. It says, with 43% of baby formula out of stock across the country due to supply disruptors of the nation's largest plant, images of empty shelves and desperate mothers have been flooding social media. Uh, but don't try to take matters into your own hands, moms. According to the New York Times, pediatricians strongly advise against trying to make baby formula at home. Some are rationing food or driving the stores hours away, only to find empty shelves. Others are heading online and looking up homemade baby formula recipes that use anything from powdered goat's milk to raw cow's milk. But pediatricians warn, do-it-yourself baby formulas carry significant health risks. Um, the goat's milk thing, I wish that we had eased uh, Aurora into a little bit sooner. Mm-hmm. We went so quick okay. from from one thing into that that she got constipated. Mm. And we were just so scared. We were I, I we were just so disturbed by her discomfort in that those right. two days. I was like, fuck this. Right, right. I can imagine. But um but the goat's milk is the is like the closest thing 
to human milk that you can get. And there is, there are, there, we bought it from this company overseas. I think it was like, a, I don't know what the hell it was, but it was uh, very, very, very highly rated and great, great reviews and that stuff. I mean, if you can, once again, talk to your Amish friends, if they actually have the goat, hmm. that could be something. Yeah. Isn't it interesting though? Look, moms, don't try and feed your child. We got this. Yeah. It's just in everything just to try and interject. Like we were just saying, you don't want people empowered. So... You there know, you go on, and every level is it just? Uh, it's always that type of thing. And it's and it's it's one of the. It's a very big stressor for women in general, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I I know, I know just you know the way that because since Lauren, we've had several ladies in our family uh, have have children, and I know it is not the same kind of experience across the board. They can stay hydrated. They can they can eat the right things, and sometimes they just do not produce enough mm. um even when the colostrum ends and they start you know getting you know the bigger the bigger um loads i guess <laughs> but it's not it's sometimes it's it's really rough and that's stressful in itself and then to have all this go on and i, I know and most people it's one thing like when jay was here talking with us a couple of couple of weeks ago and we're saying, all right, well, there is a uh, a wheat shortage and flour. You know, good, good. It means that people are going to eat a little bit less flour-based stuff, and and you're going to have to, you know, do some things and cut some things out that you probably should have to begin with. It might, it, you know, indirectly force us to be a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. Maybe some people will learn that lesson, understand, and others will just wait it out and go back to their old habits. But this is not the same thing here. You can't just tell women, a lot of them out there, well, you know take your tit out and 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 do your work it's it's really it can be stressful Mm -hmm. even in in times of abundance in this country Mm -hmm. so it's um yeah that's uh it's nutty and now i don't know they're talking about water toxicity there's too many at-home formulas have too much water in it i don't know water's good you're three quarters water yeah but i don't know why water when I asked my mom about this, she said she always just gave us bottles of water <laughs> when we were when we were young. We got we got milk, we've got uh, water, and whatever else. And if it was liquid, they just gave it to us because <laughs> we can. If that's what we can handle. But I learned about this. You know, what's more, babies can suffer from water intoxication, where the baby might get too much water if the balance of nutrients and liquids are off, according to Dr. Suzette Okiu, chief academic. I was asking Lauren about this too. I said, "Wait, a second. okay. So then maybe we don't give her a whole bottle of water, mm-hmm. but especially like if she was, if she looked like she was straining, like she was a little constipated, like let's give her two ounces of water." Hmm. And uh, apparently, a, a lot of mothers are just told, "Be be wary of water. Be wary of water." Yeah. It's like the hey, listen, we, source of life. On, on we can suffer from water. Physical world. <laughs> it, it's possible for you to go home and drink so much water tonight that you kill yourself. Certainly. So I understand that it, it, anything could hurt a baby quicker than it could hurt us. But I, I wasn't talking eight ounces. Right. I don't know either. Maybe, Maybe it's the type of water that's going on these days. Maybe there's something in the water. By the way, I have just made my water environment at home so much easier. Okay. Because now I, I had the reverse osmosis, but mm-hmm. I, and I put the, the, the minerals in, mm-hmm. but now I got myself a Berkey. Okay. So 
boom. Okay. That's cool. just and and the best thing is it doesn't require electricity. Nice. So cool. So knock that grid out. You'll no, be okay. I'll be <laughs> fine. Oh, at least with water. I just got. I just got to find a source. I can go down to the Byron River, right? Yeah. Just grab that. Yeah. My gosh. Well, here's a little something on the food thing. Um, I wanted to put Jay, uh, the Perpetual Health, a little bit from Jay. He had put something out about this. Codex Alimentarius. Now, Corey from Corey's Digs mentioned this last night when she was really putting into frame for everybody in the audience about how meticulously the food, the food supply and everything about it the entire operation has been rigged against us. The odds have been stacked against us for a long time. And she mentioned this and wasn't able to really go into depth. And then Jay sent this to me this morning. He published this back in September. Here's what he said about Codex Alimentarius. Rima Labo, MD, an American physician, has been successfully practicing natural medicine since 1970. She has carefully studied more than 16,000 pages of Codex Elementarius documentarian, uh, documentation and has come to the inescapable conclusion that Codex Elementarius would wipe out freedom of choice in supplementation, natural remedies, and clean food if brought to enactment here in the United States. Modern-day Codex Elementarius was born when the UN established the Codex Elementarius Commission as a trade commission in 1963 its mission was to ensure clean, abundant food for the planet. Always beware of philanthropy. Think that is cynical? I think by now we all know where good intentions can lead. The Codex of 2005 has been taken over by massive multinational corporations in the pharmaceutical, pesticide, chemical, biotechnology, and industrial agriculture industries. These are the largest industries on Earth, and their products are the most toxic. They are also the most heavily subsidized on Earth and have the biggest lobbyists in the political world. Natural healing modalities that include vitamins, minerals, amino acids, etc., are a threat to the pharmaceutical business model. Um, remember Enron. Enron was one of the largest corporations in the history of America who wrecked the lives of thousands of employees by destroying the value of their investments. Enron brought itself down by the sheer weight of the greed of its corporate executives. The interesting thing is that Enron was being hailed as a success story by the mass media up until the last minute before their spectacular fall. Oh, the greed, on the greed scale, the pharmaceutical companies have no equal. While not everything they do is bad, they are obsessed with profits at all costs. Taken to an extreme, end Codex Alimentarius uh, to, to do that could make it illegal to consume over a certain amount of vitamins or minerals. Who determines these limits? Corey and Sean were talking about it last night, how it, it was even, even can get to the point where we can go out and maybe get some, I don't know, uh, some, some vitamin C. And we can get it so that it comes in 1,000 milligram doses at, you know, a teaspoon. Mm -hmm. That it would become illegal, maybe it maybe would be it would become illegal to give people supplements that go beyond 25 milligrams. Obviously, it's a little bit harder to do that with liquid. <laughs> Obviously, that's diabolical in nature. But I would say is that this machine that we have as a body um, is designed to function perfectly in the natural order. So, you need vitamin C. You know, you, you could get it. Vitamin D, I'll just go outside. Um, and that's and you why. know I'm a big proponent of, of the salt as well. 
the hey, I sea got, salt. I got sea salt in this right now. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> so how much how much are you drinking? Uh, I try to get two teaspoons in a day. In the one okay. one liter in the morning, one liter. one liter at the end. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Um, if you and that's good. That's good. If you wanna do like a flush, you do like a, a few more. And then you know you won't you, you won't be drinking it while you're live on air. That I could tell you. No, I'll be, You'll be, be oh yeah, piss, pissing out my ass. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, to your point, to your point, and and that's the biggest thing here. Can people learn? If people can learn, say, all right, well, I can't get my vitamin C. Well, I know that vitamin C, I can get it from citrus mm-hmm. or something like that. That is, of course, why the biggest philanthropists in the world are also getting into the fake food production. They want to make sure that the quality of the food available to us is not nutrient-dense as it would be any other way. Right. Um, and um, I, I have to actually say a, a big sorry. I have to, I have to pay, take some responsibility for a comment I made last night about red delicious apples. <laughs> I, I couldn't get my head around why anybody would take delight in sitting back and eating one of these tasteless, bland no juice in these red delicious apple. I, Are you I, serious? I don't, I don't like red delicious apples. They're, They're great. I don't like them. Oh. But I'm giving them a second look. I, this was sent to me by a viewer. I would rather go golden delicious. And uh, mac- So you like apples. Your beef, oh, yeah. Your beef is not with apples. Right. It's just that. Oh, I love apples. Okay. But red delicious, I don't know. Then this got sent to me by a viewer. This is from WebMD. Red Delicious, King of the Apple Orchard, May 26, 2005. If apples had feelings, some might just be a tad jealous of Red Delicious variety right now. Canadian scientists say Red Delicious apples have more antioxidants called polyphenols than seven other apple varieties. Findings appear in the June 29th issue of Journal of Agricultural and Food Chemistry, an American Chemical Society publication. But there's no need to get bent out of shape about it, says researchers Rong Tsao, PhD. Uh, they say, when taste and texture do not matter, choosing an apple with high pro- uh, proportion of polyphenols in the flesh and the skin can potentially produce more health benefits. And the apple, this is here. Um, scientists already knew that apples are loaded with antioxidants, which protect against free radicals that may cause problems such as cancer, heart disease, Alzheimer's. Last November, researchers reported that an antioxidant called quercetin, mm, quercetin that. in apples appeared to protect rat brain cells from free radicals. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, quercetin is the um, is the supplement. <laughs> it's one of those things that they won't let you take now. They don't want you to they know about it. They don't want you to know about that. But Dr. Zelenko tried getting everybody out there saying, take that with your zinc, right. take that with vitamin C and zinc, and it acts as a, as a uh, ionophore to deliver into the cells to destroy viruses and to prevent viruses from replicating. Um, in March, scientists said that apples may protect against breast cancer, and this is a, uh, as far as red delicious goes, it has a pretty high count of, uh, or pretty nice potent source of quercetin, among other things. Hmm. So I'm, well, it's just not my taste, but good on you, Red Delicious. Well, I've always liked Red and Delicious apples. I like apples. I like apple cider. It's just, it's just the only all thing. All year round, I drink it. I like I all of them, almost all, all of them, except, uh, and most more tart, the better, sweet, uh, whatever. Red Delicious just never did anything for me. My grandparents would give it to me. I was just like, ah, this is the one that doesn't have any taste. A little sweet, but hmm. whatever. Um, yeah. Yes. 
I got a lot of people saying, what's your favorite type of uh, apple? Me? Yeah. Red and delicious. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, I like the Granny Smith, the green ones too. But so if you had the Fuji and Macintosh and Granny Smith and all the and delicious, you would go for Red and Delicious yeah. first. Yeah, and I didn't know any of that stuff you just talked about. Wow. I just like liked it, <laughs> just eat them. Yeah, but that's because I'm natural, Frank. Yeah, these well, things just ba balance their way out. Well, I mean, the, the apples in general, it, uh, one of them a day and keeps uh, you know the doctor away. Yes, and what is what? What about fish? Fish and fish and house guests sour after three days. Fish and house guests hmm. go stink after three days. That, okay. that, that was another one. Um, Got to talk about this guy one night. I think I might save this for a Friday or I don't know because it's a little bit longer. Speaking of apples, meet the Appalachian apple hunter who rescued 1,000 lost varieties. You might find some things in there that blow away your, uh, your love of the Red Delicious. I, I mean, I like apples. Me too. So, like, it wasn't really a thing where I was like, well, if it's not a red and delicious, I'm not going to have it. So, like, if I saw that, I'd be like, yeah, give me, you know, one of uh, these three over here. I don't know. Look at that one. Red wine. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Dixie Sweet Soda Apple. A red, red Pippin. Carolina Beauty. Virginia Beauty. Yellow Pots. That one looks kind of... Small. I would never think that that was a, an apple, to be honest. That one in the corner. Got to get into this one night. Well, good on this guy. He's like a modern-day Johnny uh, Appleseed. Indeed. And I think his name is... Is his name John? Tom Brown. Hmm. No, Tommy Appleseed. Hmm. It, Rob, if you were going to... If you were given a uh, a choice of... A couple of different type of fruit-bearing trees. Let's say you can get two fruit-bearing trees on a property that you've just been given. You say, okay, uh, choose two fruit-bearing trees right now. W what would you pick? Well, my last name ends in a vowel, so I would take a fig for sure. Okay. Uh, apple. And uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about the, the other one. Maybe uh, lemon, of course. Lemons. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What about those lemon lime? Uh, there, there's a there's a cross between like a lemon and an orange. I don't know. I'm a big fan of the halos. Those are awesome. Yeah, yeah. You can I, eat seven of those at a time. Yeah, I eat those all the time. Halos, cuties. See, yeah. So the cuties now, I don't like them as much. The halos, I think, are the best. Those I like. So, there you have it. What do you guys and gals think? <laughs> What do you think? Tommy Appleseed. What do you think about this guy? Uh, when we come back, we're going to take a really, really quick break, and I want to have extra time in the second half. So we're going to take a really quick break for intermission. When we come back, we're going to calls, we're going to super chats, we're going to uh, mailbag items, a lot of things here. Uh, here, here. Oh, here's one that just came in from Amanda Peoples. says, hey, Frank, red delicious apples suck. Fuji Gala is where it's at. Gala apple. I never had that. I didn't realize there was such a uh, debate over the type of apples. Oh, this just started last night. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, even that, it's just, you know, this person is saying, like, no, food, whatever. I was, I'm just like, all right, apple. It's good. Hey. But red and delicious is what I guess I'm most familiar with. I used to, I used to have a, the juicer, mm -hmm. and I would do, like, the, the Granny Smith, mm. the, the green ones. But the problem with the juicer is that it was just a nightmare 
to clean. Horrible. It was just, I mean, it's, it was like, you know, this is like a 45-minute deal. And it doesn't and matter who creates the new juicer. They say, easy to clean. It's impossible to do it. Yeah. Because they have to grate them down. They have to grate them down. To, so you're always going to have yeah. a ridiculous amount of pulp. Right. And, and and the worst thing is getting all of the pulp out of the grates. Yeah. Yeah. So it's there's no way to make an easy-to-clean juicer. <laughs> well, no, never say never. Well, one day, I Somebody guess. Somebody needs to get on that. <laughs> For real. Doc Keck. Maybe Doc Keck can do it. Or some of our other engineered wizards out there. All right. We'll be right back, ladies and gents. So get ready to call into the show, 914-595-6953, or get into the Discord while it's still there. We have the first-time callers line, the international line, and we still have the remote viewers line up there. I leave that there as a uh, as a bonus. If there's any remote viewers out there that want to share with us very something very dire that you have seen in your visions and your travels, please get in there real quick and let us all know. We'll be right back. Welcome to Intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Yeah, Intermission. Quite frankly. 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 Not quite. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Quite frankly, in Roma, Italia. Quite frankly, you going on Frank's show tonight? I really like you. You're very smart. So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? All right. So, I have, um, the chat room is, they're demanding to know more about Tommy Appleseed. Let's get to some super chats first, and we'll see what happens. You're not going to tell him? Well, I mean, we have all the answers right here. All the answers that we ever need to know about Tommy Appleseed is right here. From June 2021, so he's still alive. 
The man, the myth, is still alive and he's doing something, as he says, Tom Brown's retirement hobby is a godsend for chefs, conservationists, and cider. Not only conservationists, I have to imagine, as I read into this, historians, like he's talking about certain um, varieties of apples that were last commonly found in this country over 50 and 100 years ago. Like that's and he even I didn't even know it, but there are some apples in here like these were here the Arkansas black apple It's a rare variety that is best after months of aging Wow, that's incredible. You know <laughs> it, after months you, you think that it'd just be a, a brown mush I would think So that that's why I things like this really um, Pique my interest all right, let's get to the super chats starting with the top top of the heap is shake and bake talking about baby formula got me thinking up until 1865 women didn't have access to formula so they had to come up with solutions right something uh, sometimes a wet nurse was used or cornmeal and nuts also tits are great love you Lord Francis thank you shake and bake cornmeal I didn't know about that wet nurses I mean that's still that's still something that uh, is is prevalent today. I w uh, in all and for the, all those of you out there, I know that Grace, really graceful, just did a ten minute thing on this. I submitted it to the guys at the um, at the network so they can put it on tonight. So, in all of the bonus stuff. Oh wait, if it's oh I don't know if there's gonna be bonus stuff tonight. It's Thursday. Anyway, go check out really graceful. She talks about there too, and, and urges women who produce a lot to donate it. Um, if if there's if you're done with it, because I know a lot. I I know a few women had freezers worth of breast milk, and then it's just their children grew up, and they never got around to to consuming anywhere near the copious amount. Some women just produce a copious amount of milk. Okay, and it's it it's uh, at this time it would be hu very humanitarian to find local groups of mothers that are struggling right now. Um, help a mother out. Let's see here. Mark Swan says, just want to tell my future wife, Lauren, that it I would never mistake her for my mother. <laughs> uh, Mark is always looking for a way to drive a wedge between me and my wife. <laughs> to be fair, you set yourself up for that one. I know, but you know what? Because I... I don't. I, my mother is at the boardwalk every day, almost. Okay. So I thought I looked down. I just thought it was her texting me. Mm -hmm. So I just threw it out there. Then all of a sudden, it's uh, it's it's Lauren, and she says, "No, I walk on the when I walk on. The, she goes to the boardwalk now with uh, Aurora a few times a week now too. So that's what she said. So it's it's up to her liking. So there you have it." American Girl says, Happy Thursday, Frank and Rob. I am convinced that Zelensky throws it like Dr. Fauci and works the stilettos like Dr. Frankenfurter of Rocky Horror Picture Show. For $50,000, may, there may be an eight ball at the center of that ball. Just saying, LOL, take care. Yeah. So the, so the theory may be that in the center of that baseball is a nice rock of cocaine. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's going to be. Still overpriced. Hey, that's one way of selling drugs legally. You can put it inside of baseballs and you can forge Zelensky's name because apparently he is just, he's like Salvador Dali. Um, it disturbs me that I see so many um, random, like the peace sign within the Ukraine colors all around. Um, 
I noticed there was like on one street, you know, interesting enough, recent McMansions that have gone up in this, uh, you know, prized real estate over here. Uh, but it was like a progression. It was like I saw one, it was like one peace sign, right? And then like the neighbor had like two of them on either side. And then another one had like two of them. And then like, we don't stand for hate and blah, blah, blah. And then like the finally, like the, the last house down there, we had like, you know, like flanking their sides of the driveway and a Ukrainian flag as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the virtue signal is, <laughs> you know, increasing. Listen, the, that, oh. That middle income group, middle to upper middle class, and then upper class, like if you go into backwoods Greenwich, where there's barely anybody on these roads, right? that they still, outside of their six and a half foot brick wall, mason wall, mason right. walls from like 19th century. You can't even see the houses back there. And in front of the brick walls are those... In this house, we believe in blah, blah, blah. Right. And no person is illegal. And love is love. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, right. you'd, you would not feel anything. Mm. You would not feel anything that we're <laughs> going through. You could c come, and, come and live. Come and live in the, what was the once the suburbs. <laughs> they're, they're so detached. You go down Greenwich Avenue and count the Ukrainian flags in, in, in the storefronts, in the windows. Yeah. I'm surprised people don't put up Russian flags. It, it, the, 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 listen. You think that would trigger them? The programming is, it would probably cause yeah. a lot of fights. Yeah, I support the thing, I know. And the thing gets a lot, of, it's so, it's hilarious because when we were reading, I heard that Rand Paul did something to block this 40, at least temporarily block this $40 billion package to Ukraine. Hmm. Um, but in, in the initial, Re reporting on how it was going to be brought for a vote it said that you know it's we're, we're doing 44 billion dollars for the ukraine war effort and uh covid the covid aid will have to wait oh. so it was just hilarious to see covid the red-headed stepchild be put in the corner a well, little bit because well, the current thing right well because you know that has kind of petered out or whatever's going on with that i mean didn't Bill Gates himself even say that, oh, well, he didn't know about how uh, how deadly it wasn't. <laughs> I know. Right? So you could tell that the, the pivot is here, at least for now, until there's more things. So what do you think this is? Do you think they're trying to establish oh. Ukraine as some, you know, autonomy? I mean, we know what it, it has been is is obviously like this <laughs> outpost for all types of stuff, but... I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I definitely think that they are drumming up the, uh, you know, for, for war with, like, real war. You know, not like, you know, taking pictures from four years ago and putting them in or other stuff with, like, wreckage that they move and all this. But, I mean, like, I think they really want a, you know, if, if maybe limited tactical nuclear exchange because that would give them... Uh, an inroad to various things for sure you brought it up before when you when we first started talking about the uh, the formula and you had cited some some projection that even if they threw all factories into production today it would take 10, ten weeks, weeks to get it to the shelf yeah. to replenish what's been lost right that is just a fraction 
of what's happening with all these supplies. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, you start seeing the, the, the contracting of the money supply now. They're, they're, they're talking about interest rates. And because of the liquidity that was flooding the markets, is gone, which is the only reason why crypto was as big as it was. Now that is all deflating. Yeah. And things are happening in such ra- rapid succession that there's uh, Jerome Powell said we, we don't think that there is a, the the ability for this to be a soft landing is out of the Fed's control. He actually right. said that. So if there's ever a time mm-hmm. that you need an exchange uh, <laughs> of, of nuclear weapons, it's now. Well, I, I've told you before. You know, I have one client. He works over Goldman, and you know he's been there for you know over 35 years. So it's not like this is some young person, and you would not. St- would not describe him as like a tinfoil hat type of a person, but somebody who is just interesting that a lot of the stuff that he's saying is just, this, you know, what would be considered conspiracy theorist stuff. But that's, you know, he's just saying, well, what he put to me is this, is that, you know, 2008 with the housing, you know, you, you could just throw money at that. You know, you don't want to hear it, but you could just throw money at it. And that's what they did, right? The qualitative eating, and it's, it's, it was no big deal, really, it, from his what he was telling me, right? Um, I mean, I beg to differ, but whatever. But he just said, his exact quote was, the thing is, what, what's going on now is that every rock you overturn, it's not just there's something underneath the rock or whatever. He says, there's venomous snakes under every single thing you overturn. Um, and... One thing he, he was mentioning is that some of these huge, huge hedge fund people are are oblivious. So, you know, it, it's, I don't know. The fact of the matter is, is that you have somebody like that who would not necessarily be into any type of thing, but he was talking about the baby formula. He's talking about, he's talking about all these different things. Um, and that the resolution would historically be war is is you know obviously he doesn't want that or none of us do and and, again why would it historically be war in a situation like this because it's not a tale of your uh, you know markets go through corrections all the time you have giant companies that become obsolete everything just changes Uh, you know people take haircuts naturally Mm -hmm. but the problem is that what we're facing right now is innumerable cons it's all of it innumerable cons right. it, it, that are coming down basically the 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 weight of everything and now it's the house of cards and, and it's and it's those responsible down. they don't want war is a way for those responsible to get the hell out of dodge yeah that's really what it is yeah because um if this was all hey i don't that's that's why that's why we keep a head on a swivel these days Let's see what else we have. Um, Gino says, happy Thursday, Frank and Rob. Love you guys. Let's go Rangers. How have you been doing? <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble here because, you know, Krista is a huge Pittsburgh Penguin fan. So Are they this, facing each other? Yeah. So this oh. is like, f- f- between us, this is like, this is huge right is, now. So can you guys survive? Can, well. <laughs> <laughs> can you survive as a couple? You know, after this? <laughs> yes, of course. We could survive anything. However... I mean, look, here's what I'll say. Sid, Sidney Crosby is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. And this is a diehard Ranger fan saying this. He is one of the greatest players to ever play the game. In hockey, it does not exist. I've been watching hockey for a long time where you have somebody on that level who is so great 
and is such a crybaby and is just and not only that is because he's so great you know he influences the whole team so their whole team behaves in this manner and it, it's this isn't something that just because the series started that i'm saying it's been it's known people know hockey you know and i'm again i'm not taking anything away krista he's great i know this Sidney Crosby is a great, great hockey player. But I try. I was trying to tell her. It, you know what it's like, though? The difference here is that it's like A-Rod, okay? A-Rod, when he was with the Yankees, won two MVPs. They won a World Series. Nobody nobody tolerated his shit here. We all knew, like, okay, if you're going to hit, you know, 330 with 50 home runs, okay. But you're insufferable. Everybody knew that. And, and at least do it in October. Yeah, right? It took him a long time. Well, I mean, that, that, that first year, he... I mean, he was he was a monster until two thousand five. He was ridiculous. Even my father said it was like you know my father been watching since the the fifties, and he was like, "This is one of the best seasons I've ever seen." So, but yes, so the Rangers are down three games to two. They are playing in Pittsburgh tomorrow night. Oh, so this is big. Um, if they win in Pittsburgh. They come uh, back home? They come back home for Game 7. And I know the Penguins don't want to play Game 7 in the Garden. So we'll see. Uh, Crosby, who I'm talking about, he was, he's got a concussion history and he went out of the game. Pittsburgh was going to eliminate him last night. Rangers were dead in the water. Down 2 nothing. This guy goes out of the game. Rangers scored three goals in like two and a half minutes. And then ended up winning the game. So if he's out for Game 6... And to be fair to, to Pittsburgh, they got their third-string goalie in there, too. So they have a lot of injuries. So, you know, we'll very see. Very yes. exciting. I, I guess I'm just going to have to enjoy this vicariously through you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like so Tomorrow uh, night will be a, a very... Uh, a tense Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What time, <laughs> what time does that start? 7 o'clock. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe, maybe we'll get some, some updates throughout the night. <laughs> uh, Gino. Oh, that we just went there. Thank you, Gino. Let's go, Rangers. Degenerate Dan. This is from last night. I missed it. Rest in peace, Marley. Thanks for that, Frank. Thanks for always being so dialed into emails I sent. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dan had sent me that. Uh, and I think we played that after the show last night on Rabbit Hole Wednesday. We're being so dialed in. I know you're working hard out there. Cheers, buddy. Thank you so much for that. Okay, let's... Move along to, to hello to everybody on Rockfin. Hello to everybody on Rumble. We've got two from Selling the Farm. Hey, Rob, love you, guy. Says Selling the Farm. And he says Thank also, you. hey, Frank, I was supposed to say love you guys. We love you too. Well, that's, that's, I, I appreciate that. And I just assume that there's something here that you enjoy uh, to, to come back a couple nights a week. But thank you for loving us. Um, on to the foxhole. Thank you, Dixie. Dixie says, two of my faves. PQuest, thank you. Sean Joe. Boys Blocks is great show with 412 Adel. Thank you. I had a good time with them. And Dr. Hoffman says, Soylent Green is coming. Plant your gardens now. All right. Well, there we have it. There we have it. Um, we can take some calls, and we will... Uh, We'll take some calls. I have a, in the live waiting room, let's see, Duke Nukem. What's going on, Duke? It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum, but I'm all out of gum. There he is. <laughs> he's, he's, how are you, my friend? 
I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? All right. All right. So what, what do you have for us tonight? Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you too, man. Well, tell you what, you know, I'm, I'm actually packing all my shit up and I'm getting ready to jump the state. I'm moving to Arizona. I live in uh, NorCal right now, so I can't wait to get the hell out of here. I'll tell you what. Can you get a little bit, <laughs> can you get a little bit closer to your microphone? Oh, sorry about that. Is this better? Oh, beautiful. So you said that you're okay. in you're in Northern California, and you are about to officially fly the coop. You are moving to Arizona. Yes, sir. I got a job opportunity out there. Uh, basically, my folks actually live close out there too. So, kind of a win-win, a, a great escape from this place, you know. So, I'm, I'm really excited. I actually plan on not watching four or five shows so I could watch that on my 12 to 14 hour drive over there. <laughs> I'll tell you, Rob, uh, his situation, Duke's situation right there is one that I really do envy. If I had, if my parents and a couple of friends were in a location like Arizona or they're in a location like South Carolina or anywhere that wasn't New York, it would be so easy <laughs> for me to pack every, to pack up the baby and Lauren and, 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 and go, you know, it, it would be so easy if, yeah, I know what you mean, dude. It's not... I mean, that's that's one of the big pluses to it, you know. And, uh, hey, by the way, uh, you know, I sent you that clip on, on the email the other day. I know you responded to it, but I'd love to do some stuff like that in the future. It was really fun making that little clip for you. Oh, yeah, I know. I would love it. trailer one. That would be great. <laughs> Especially, especially yeah. for uh, right before intros or or right before yeah. yeah, right before the opening intro music or something like that to have one of your coming attractions that would be fun. Yeah, and, and really quick, just to end it, I really love that you're uh, starting to bring some more stoicism into it because that single handedly like that pretty much like like right after the election, you know, I kind of like was like you know what you know just not going with all the negativity. I kind of decided to focus on myself a lot, and I love how that you know. I, like the name, right? Like ism, right? It's, it's not even about like higher power. It's literally just realizing the power you have, right? And that has been so helpful. Just realizing what your limitations are. The only thing you have control of is your own happiness, you know? And like one of the quotes I really like is, if someone can decide how you're feeling inside right now, is that not the ultimate form of slavery? Yes. You know, stuff like that really changes your perspective. Well, yeah, that, that, that uh, the, the stoicism, I mean, that's uh, that's something about how how you can control the moment which is i think right. the, the most important thing and 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 your reaction to things in the moment it's not necessarily about cleansing yourself of emotion uh, i think that's what right. so, some people will 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 reduce it to like you your stoicism is trying to bring somebody into almost like a catatonic state where they don't feel anything no it's about not being the freaks in the street that are throwing things and burning things because of whatever <laughs> you know it's just trying to that's that well mm. either way i'm i'm glad you got you like that and you get that out of there and and have a really wonderful move duke let us know how your new digs are oh absolutely i might even uh, call you while i'm in the car on the road you know <laughs> wonderful wonderful do it all right you guys have a good night take care there you go, Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem. Um, yeah, a lot. I, I was gonna start doing the the meditations again at the end of uh, every show, probably starting next week with uh, Marcus Aurelius. Hmm. Almost like with uh, with the um, oh man, what the hell did you? Uh, not Sun Tzu. I've got that, but the other one. The Tao Te Ching, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or you can just open it up anywhere. Yeah.
pull a few things out mm-hmm. by chance. It's usually something you need to see. Mm-hmm. Let's take a call. Uh, Tim from California. What's going on? Oh, hold on. Sorry, Tim. The speakers are muted. Give me a moment. There you go. Go ahead, Tim. I'm here. Hi, guys. How you doing tonight? Welcome. We're doing all right. <laughs> hey, uh, you guys are looking great, sounding great. Um, just wanted to call and say hi. Hi, Rob. How you doing, man? Good doing, to see you. Do, doing well. Yeah. So, no, I, so, a, so what? What's on? That's all. <laughs> that's just saying hi. Yeah, you guys look great today on uh, taking it back, and uh, you know, Billy is always uh, a very uh, con- <laughs> controlling conversationalist. But I love Billy anyway. I watch him every day. He's great, dude. Well, I'm I'm glad to have heard from you, Tim, and I'm glad that you're enjoying yourself tonight. And it's great to just have somebody call in to say hi. Uh, that's that's very uh, yeah. very stress free. Well, enjoy the rest of your night then. <laughs> well, I will as long as you guys are still on. Oh yeah, well we will. We'll, we we got another 45 <laughs> minutes. We're gonna do well. All right, brother. You guys take care. Have a good night, man. Have a good weekend. All right, take care. Be well. It's good to call in just to say hi. Don't get a you lot know. of those. Well, I mean, it's good. It's good to uh, bring out that type of, uh, you know, simplistic, good energy. So it's good. Appreciate that. I got to start doing that a little bit more uh, in my personal life. Calling people to say hi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm terrible with that. I'm, I, I'm pretty good at thinking of a person and at very least sending them a text message to say, hey, hope all's well. Hmm. You know, how's so-and-so or whatever. I've, I've been pretty, pretty good about that. And it's the best I can do, especially sometimes you just along a work day. But the random stop and chat phone call. Wow. Hmm. I I can't even... Rem- I can't even try to put myself into a time of remembering what that was like. Hmm. Or the random just stop by somebody's house. Yeah. Yeah. You see, you see their, their car's home or yeah. whatever. But, man, got that. Hey, here's a guy we haven't heard from in a while. Javi from uh, from Houston. What's going on, Javi? Francesco Roberto Buonasera. <laughs> how are you? How are you, my friend? From the front lines of the Brown Wave. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. My God, man. Um, been a rough month. Uh, nothing me and my family didn't see coming. You know, my mom is resting now and all yes. that. Yes, sorry. Um, so we're very sorry about your loss, Javi. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. I know. I know you, your family went through this exact same thing. So um, you guys know exactly, you know, that whole process. Um, luckily, though, my mother passed away in my sister's home. They got her out of, you know, any kind of hospitals, et cetera, et cetera, and, so she got to she got to pass away amongst her loved ones. Um, that being said, my lord, I, I don't want to be down there about that. Um, I know, I know that Rob is into it. You talked about it as well, and I, I know that's a hard transition. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but like um, the merging of timelines and um, things of that nature, and just how cartoonish shit is now since hell 2015. And um, how we're very cognizant of, you know, mass media and those things. And the last Marvel movie, that's pretty much the only reason why I go to Marvel movies anymore. I literally go in there and I take notes to see, you know, what the fuck 
You which know, one? Which one? So there's another Marvel um, movie. There's another movie that came out. I don't even know what's being released anymore. Yeah, it's called the Multiverse of Madness, and it's basically like yeah, seven distinct universes are collapsing, are converging on one another, and there's a certain character. Her name is the Scarlet Witch of the Horror of Babylon. It, it's not. Um, I would hope that Movie Salt doesn't break down in that movie because um, I'm very symbol literate, etc. But I'm not really. I have no clue about witchcraft, and that's pretty much what that movie's about. But mm. I know that's something that Rob is into, and I was wondering if he had heard anything about that or get you guys' you know, opinions on that stuff. Is that the one? Is that the movie that, that recently got Illuminati to, uh, to to trend on the internet? There's something about the Illuminati? Or... Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Okay. Exactly. No, I'm not familiar with I sent you that clip. the Marvel uh, universe in the movies. I remember the Scarlet Witch when I read comic books growing up, right. um, but obviously right. I didn't have the background till I, you know, I don't know what the, you know, it was. Uh, I used to say Magneto because whatever, but I guess Magneto's daughter, right? That's who. Right. She, yeah. That's who she is. But other than yeah, that, I don't. Old. What they're using her as for right now, but I don't doubt that they're. Um, putting all types of uh, symbolism to cultivate whatever types of energy and, and all of that, that that goes on. I haven't seen a Marvel movie um, in a long time. I did check out the, I guess, the first Doctor Strange movie. Um, I saw that one. Um, but other than that, you know, since I, I have this uh, thing where I don't go to movies anymore. Well, I, I don't go to movies that are just being oh, released. Yeah anymore because that that's my protest for what was done with Star Wars so I cannot <laughs> I cannot say so I'd have to catch it on TV so you would be able to to watch uh, movies that were made after 2017 on television correct because okay. I'm paying well because you know I you know you pay for the TV already as far as whatever so I can't go into a movie theater and give them money because of Star Wars, right. <laughs> yeah, it's good. That that's the end of it. That's fine. That's that's I. I that's my my rule. It's understandable. But Javi, I I am uh, you know I, you don't have to worry about being a, a downer type of thing. I think that that's really important. You know, for with your mother being surrounded by family, so don't don't feel guilty about trying to bring like any type of down type of thing. It's actually, um, you know, I'm glad for her that that was able to happen that way. Right, and the, the interesting thing about my mother, God bless her, um, I was in Chicago for her funeral when um, you had the show about this tradition spring, and mm. like um, a lot of Mexicans from Mexico, they really believe in it, and it, it's canonized, I believe, but uh, La Novena, that means uh, like when you pass away for nine days, your, your soul roams the earth, and your guardian angel, who is um, based on my mom's birthday, is Raphael, and my sister's youngest son is named Raphael. Um, for, so for nine days, you get to roam the earth, and your guardian angel and two other angels show you your life, kind of like uh, you know, I can't remember that Christmas movie. And on the day that we buried her was the seventh day of La Novena, and my I'm sorry, I want to get emotional. It was just amazing, brother. Because you had talked about it that Tuesday and that Saturday. We, you know, we had our service for my mom. And I was just thinking about that. Like, this is our tradition. And we were praying. And 
you know, leaving out candles and her favorite foods and snacks. And I literally, me and my father saw her, her like her aura and my sister's living room. It was just unbelievable. So, you know, that is the power of belief, brother. Yeah. That is well. I appreciate you sharing that with us all, uh, Javi, and and thank you for the call. It's always great to hear from you, and all the best to your family. Roger that, brother. Likewise, all y'all. Uh, quite frankly, God bless you. I love you, man. Take care. Keep yeah. holding it down down there in Texas, my friend. It's great to hear from you as always. You know that is that is something. Uh, a very. I feel I feel happy for anybody who gets to pass away peacefully at home under your mm -hmm. own terms right um because it's you know um another thing that they uh subverted and had to take away and everything well something powerful about that i mean obviously loss is you know tough to deal with and everything but um it's a part of life and uh it, it should be we shouldn't it shouldn't be so sanitized and 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 removed and and how we handle things and, and deal with just part of the many many things that we'll need to <laughs> readjust i know in the it's, coming times tough it really it, you know, lauren's family they were able to take care of her grandmother mm -hmm. at home um in her in her last months on earth and um that was that was so much I mean, obviously, it's a big responsibility, and it's an added stress, but it's something that right. would always be. I remember, my, I remember my, uh, my certain family members used to break their backs over taking care of their parents um, and everybody just being there, and obviously, you get some kind of outside help, aids, and stuff right. like yeah. that, but, but other than that, it was just something that was... You had to do it. Hmm. You, ha you had to do it, and you the next generation has to step up, and it's... Uh, it's those are, uh, in my experience, too, those people that, that do that professionally as their job are some really uh, gifted people, you know, because, like, I've had experience with that just with my own grandmother, and uh, I've had clients, right, that was, you know, and they were trying just to do whatever, or even at the end. Um, and so it very, very, I've had really... Uh, amazing conversations to see the insights right that that these people have because it could be a very very tough thing if that's what you do is you deal in death right so that's got that could have a, a, a energetically that could be really really tough to to handle day in and day out um but i've noticed that there's a, a commonality in a lot of these people and that they're very um in tune with a lot of things yeah, uh, there especially those who get into get into the business for the right reasons. Like I, I've seen, I've had yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's some, some people that just need a job, or just whatever, and it and it shows. I mean, I, yeah, I, I know that too. Holy, I, okay, I got I, some stories. Yeah, right, right, right. I, but but in other ways, the ones that I've actually sat in and just been able, because you know, I could tell that there's something else going. They're, they're what they're able to perceive and and what they know about these things and always have a uh a certain spirituality to them and that you know it's, that's important and those are the ones who act like angels themselves yes like, that's what i'm getting at is that they're they're fulfilling something that's uh, very you know it's good karma i'll tell you yes well even no such well, karma <laughs> karma might not never be too good but you know it's it's good it's definitely good 
It's it's just the idea of being able to take to do things home again, right? Um, because right. even if you're not talking about hospice or end of life or anything like that, and it, the hospitals are, are horrendous. I told you a little bit about uh, you know what 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 Skip is going through right now, right? And the inability to get answers, because if he you know he he was going into the hospital. Two and a half weeks ago now, he was supposed to go in on a Tuesday, and by Friday he'd be home. And that was, he's been, it's going almost like three weeks, and he has to get uh, uh, another procedure done to fix something they did wrong My with God. the original procedure. That's going to be on Tuesday, Tuesday coming up. Hmm. And then he may be, maybe he'll be released then. next Friday. Now, if this was any other time, you'd be, people would be in there in shifts. Right. You would right. be face to face with these doctors. You'd be asking them questions. I th there was one night, Rob. It was just it, it crushed me last week. Mm. Probably around it was around Wednesday night of last week. Either Wednesday, it couldn't have been thir oh, Thursday. Maybe it was Thursday. I don't know. But in the middle of last week, I um, I heard my mother talking on the phone, and and Sally, she was talking to somebody, and uh, it, I said I said. To, is she talking to Skip? You know, I heard, you know, from through through a door. So I went up and I uh, I knocked on the door. I went through because I heard her, like, trying to, like, get through. She, she was having a problem with Skip. She was asking for a nurse through Skip's phone. Like, you know, saying, can I talk to her? Give, give me to a nurse. Mm -hmm. And he was so messed up. Messed. Dude, uh -huh. it was scary. Like, he didn't know what year it was. He didn't know what was going on. And this has nothing to do with what he was going on. Why is he Are they degrading? sedating him? Is that why? We couldn't get answers. They wouldn't answer us any, any questions. Because we My were, God. for suppo supposedly, you know, I don't know, privileges and all that stuff. Ugh. Eventually, eventually we find out that because he was having some pain or whatever, they put him on Oxycontin. All right, yeah. Dude, for a couple of days there, we were like, is this permanent? Did something happen there? Right. What's going on? To see the And they wouldn't even tell you. Right. And to see the fog lift was at least, it was, it was miraculous. I'm very, I'm grateful for that. Very small miracle indeed. But that's just one of those things where you can't get away with. Talking to some of these nurses over the phone, and I was only able to talk to one, I felt like I was at a McDonald's drive-thru. Hmm. That's right. how incoherent this conversation right, right. was. Is this well, a nurse? Well, we know what's going on in the past two years, and that there was a little bit of a weeding out of a certain mentality and, and being, for sure. And, uh, again, like everything we've seen, how much um, even nursing's been outsourced, right? So And downsized. And downsized, right, exactly. It's like when, you know, we did the show a couple of weeks ago with Kathy O'Brien and just talking about the, you know, the, the <laughs> you know, it's like the mass MK Ultra that's going on with, with this thing for the past two years. And this is all part of it, that these type of interactions, these type of, of, of things that are, have been put on just the regular family, like you're cut off from a, a loved one, you can't go, and now all of this nonsense, it's just... Uh, it's really diabolical what what's been enacted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Um, I have some questions here. I think it would be nice. Let's get into some of them from the from the grab bag. The one from Charla Dauda says, "Why is the government investigating Musk for forty four billion private funded, uh, but won't monitor where forty billion taxpayer goes to Ukraine?" Oh, I don't know. 
I, I listen at the end of every year you have Rand Paul that does the the Festivus report where he goes into the the the, the spending and you actually get to see itemized in long threads on Twitter and elsewhere itemized where hundreds of thousands millions a couple of billions of dollars goes things that are only possible because they built milk us milk us so if you think that this 44 billion is a blip in the road Bay Mamba says why it was a serpent well, let's see why was a serpent even in the Garden of Eden well um, I guess if I if I were to guess I, because snakes belong in gardens and and you just set things in motion and be that, <laughs> be that as it may and let's see how everybody reacts how you got free I don't know well everything is within God's channel creation doing right where can anything by definition nothing can exist outside of God right God's jurisdiction is total so there you go it wouldn't be a complete ecosystem without snakes and wolves and development predators and prey yeah it's right? it's, it's all how how do you uh, how does your soul grow right comes down here to learn or whatever and so yeah it could be really trying in this in this level of existence no doubt but ultimately who's really in charge Rahu Cheryl says what is Kundalini and sacred healing related how's that related to um, how, how's that still being seen on doctors and pharmacists and ambulance the I guess the the the, the snake well I, I mean uh, the the snake and the rod and the all caduceus, that stuff right yeah yeah the caduceus I, I mean hey I don't know about the kundalini kundalini I could be wrong but Western medicine as as far as I know has no root in yogic science science um, but well, it is I mean Greek the, in practice it does not but I mean it's not like the 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 powers that have instituted these structures aren't aware of things. And they're similar, and they're definitely similar as far as you have the dueling snakes there. But I, I know that that is that right there is Greek. I mean, especially when it comes down to has to do with the, the Greek god of healing and all that. I know it's also connected to pharmacology because the snake not only possesses the venom but the anti-venom. And mm -hmm. um, well, knowledge is knowledge. Yeah, it's not really. Uh... You see a lot of parallels in different cultures at different times. Here's another one for you. Nana John says, Today is my mama's 86th birthday. She died in her own bed on June 5th, 2021, in the same room as my father died three years before that. What a blessing. My daughter and her baby girl took mama to Ruth's diner in the canyon, which she'd go to. Wait, 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 wait. They took... Wait, wait. My daughter and her baby took Mama to Ruth's diner in the canyon, which she'd go to. Took her, like, what? With her ashes? Or prior to her death? I, I don't understand that part. But the other thing uh, is a little bit more in, like, what we were talking about before, being home and, and uh, having that opportunity. 
Uh, Doc Keck says, uh, Frank, as an Italian, if you can only have access to one pasta for the rest of your life, what would it be? Spaghetti, linguine, angel hair, fettuccine, lasagna, etc. You only get one. Rob, one pasta for the rest of your life. What is it? Gavadil. I'll, you know, I knew you were going to say it. Yeah. And I was thinking about that, too, because um, there's so many awesome ways to... to, to um, but I think I would go with rigatoni. Okay. okay but I love Cavadale. Yeah. I think I would go with rigatoni, though. Uh, good one, Doc Keck. Adam says, have you noticed that as soon as the federal government loses the uh, ability to protect abortion, parents are now having a hard time finding baby formula? Well, uh, one, one, I mean, the, the baby formula thing is something that, that maybe is getting a little bit more media attention now, is being felt a little bit more now. But remember, all of the supply line, uh, short, all the supply shortages and all of those problems that we're having right now is a result of what started two year, two and a half years ago, a response to a declared pandemic. I love how people say, well, because of the pandemic, we are having shortages. They're like, no, not because of the fucking pandemic. <laughs> it's because of response to a, de- a pandemic that you declared. That's why they have, things are going on here. Right. It's not because of a mass die-off of <laughs> people. Oh, yeah. Well, it, yeah, but uh, still. I, I saw the Associated Press, Rob. It was a day ago, two days ago, that wrote something so ridiculous as saying because of the stresses of the pandemic – People are linking those stresses to the increase in gun violence. <laughs> it's it's the it was I, would the one, say, I would link it to the lawlessness that go, that goes on in major cities that we're seeing once again. Yeah, <sighs> maybe that's it. Unreal. Maybe if you can't, you don't keep anybody. I mean, it's like the Wild West in, in most of these big cities right now. Mm. So yeah. Well, with that being said, it's 8.37. we got a little bit more time uh, time left in the show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more calls, so get them all ready. Don't go anywhere. Do you really want to get them? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open the ball on these people, Mr. Nash, you must be prepared to go all the way. Because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. Want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago way. Red, it, red, it, red it, get it, ah! Never to quite frankly, TV. Click on the Reddit logo, join us, engage in discussion topics, share your favorite clips, watch your favorite clips. You don't have a Reddit, well, get signed up. For all them juicy deets, visit quitefrankly.tv. Oh! Who is the better man? Okay. Dr. Martin Luther King? Mm-hmm. Stalin. <laughs> Finally, these are the big questions. From Timelight Music comes a one-of-a-kind Rat Pack collection, their most bigoted songs. All your favorite once acceptable hits like Drunk Old Engine. The drunk old engine squatting in his teepee by a water keeping him warm. Jewish nose. She's got a big, beautiful Jewish nose, and it's there two minutes early wherever she goes. Dean Martin singing Chinaman's Chance. 
And Mr. Chinaman say in his Chinaman way, a ding a ling a ching a chong a ching a chong choo. Phew, stinky Frenchman. Paris is lovely and Nice sure is nice. And Marseille is charming with champagne on ice. But you stinky Frenchmen haven't a clue. Phew, stinky Frenchmen, frog you. Hey there, fruity. Hey there, fruity, you can do my hair. Hey there, fruity, don't touch me down there. Hey there, fruity, again, I don't approve. And many more. All right. All right. So we're back for the last leg of it over here. We are going to open up the lines. They're getting clogged. But I wanted to first start off with a little bit just to just to uh, tie this this topic off. Um, as you know, we were we were talking about a lot of apples before. Let me just just get a little bit something like this on the record. So that we are, we're feeling complete here about Tom Brown's retirement hobby. All right, listen to this guy. He's an Appalachian apple hunter. As Tom Brown leads a pair of young aspiring homesteaders through his home apple orchard in Clemens, North Carolina, he gestures at clusters of maturing trees. A, retri- a retired chemical engineer, the 79-year-old lists varieties and pauses to tell occasional stories. Unfamiliar names such as Black Wine Sap, Candy Stripe, Royal Lemon, Raven Bald, Yellow Bellflower, and Night Dropper. Oh, Night Dropper sounds good. Do they drop during the nighttime? Pair with tales that seem plucked from uh, pomological lore. Uh, take the... Junaluska apple. Legend has it, it the, that the variety is standardized by Cherokee Indians in the Smoky Mountains more than two centuries ago and named after its greatest patron, an early 19th century chief. Old-time orchardists say apple, or the, the apple was once a southern favorite but disappeared around 1900. This is what I'm talking about. This is, that's pretty cool. So how do you find it? That's my, that's my whole thing. Uh, Brown started hunting for it in 2001 after discovering references in the antebellum era orchard catalog from Franklin, North Carolina. Detective work helped him locate Rural Orchard, which locate uh, which closed in 1859. Next, he enlisted a local hobby orchardist and mailman as a guide. The two spent days knocking door to door, asking about old apple trees. Eventually, an elderly woman led them to the remains of a mountain orchard that uh, that long since been swallowed by forest. Brown returned during fruiting season and used historic records to identify a single gnarled Junaluska tree. He clipped scion wood for his new conservation orchard and set about reintroducing the apple to the world. Brown has dozens of apples hunting, uh, apple hunting tales like this from nearly 25 years he spent searching for Appalachia's lost heirloom apples. To date, he has reclaimed about 1,200 varieties and his two-acre orchard, Heritage apples contain 700 of the rarest. Most haven't even sold commercially for a century or more. Some were cloned from the last known trees of their kind. These apples, he says, 
belong to the foodways of my grandparents and great-grandparents' generations, says Brown, who was raised in western North Carolina. Thousands of varieties probably still exist, but saving them is a race against time. The people who hold clues about their locations are typically in their 80s and 90s. Each year, trees are lost to storms, development, beetles, and blights. Brown has devoted his later years to beating the clock. And uh, that it, it goes on for a little while longer, but it's truly in, in uh, incredible stuff. I love it. I love it. I'm going to put this into the, the Telegram and drop it into the Discord and all of that stuff. So... All right, here's a call. Here's a call from King. What's going on, King? What's happening, baby? Hey, what's going on? You're on with me and Rob. Hey, what's happening, Frankie? What's happening there, Chairman Mao? <laughs> I hey, am... so listen, on the apple thing there, right? Yeah. My favorite apple is the one on the stick dipped in the caramel. Other than that, it's a fucking apple. Just eat the fucking thing. I, you know, it's just like them wine snobs. It's wine. Drink the shit. The only reason you're drinking wine is to get a little loopy. Who gives a fuck? It's an apple. Eat the goddamn thing. You know what, King? I, I got to tell you, I, I have I, I ventured out to see if I can taste the difference between a $20 bottle of wine and a $50 bottle of wine and a $100 bottle you of wine. You can you? I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. You couldn't, right? I had pleasurable experiences actually with cheaper wines than mm -hmm. I did with more yeah. expensive ones. No, it's bullshit. I, I worked in restaurants for 17 years. It's this, bullshit. Man. Yeah, you know, King, yo, King, we're on the same page with the caramel. I, I, when it comes to candied apples, I love the... Oh. the but, but don't you like it? You just like it with the caramel, or, or do you like it with the caramel with the peanuts around it? I like it with the peanuts, too. Ooh. Now you really got me going, oh, yeah, yeah. The peanuts give it an extra little. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I like. Yeah, I like them both. But yeah, put on a stick, dip it in the caramel there. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Those are the best. If you really want to talk about an apple that stands out among other apples, there you go, right there, Frankie. Yeah, those are the one. Yeah, the apples where you don't even know what's underneath because it's covered in caramel. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rob, can I ask you a question? Certainly. Um, if I sign up for your Hong Kong food thing, do I get a free number nine with that? Uh, no. <laughs> number nine? <laughs> no. No? No, no number nine with that. <laughs> no it's not, yeah, no, that. yeah, mine doesn't, uh, we don't have the order by number menu over here. <laughs> no? No. I don't get like a free order of Crab Rangoon with that? <laughs> no, not at all. I was trying to point to my uh, shirt. Look at this. I have a, a America shirt on right here. Founded in 1776, the pride of, of this country, where I am. That is true. Yeah, exactly. Right. So. Hey, well, but you could, I'm you, just asking you a question. No, you I know. Get defensive. I'm not getting defensive. But, I mean, we're talking oh, about right. something that's self-defense. I, self I but, do know. Uh, hey, but, Rob, hey, listen. It's me. I know. I don't get free crab rangoons with that. You don't get any crab rangoons. You can't make an exception for me. No. You get me an order of free crab rangoons with that if I sign up. No, no, because if I did it for you, then I got to do it for everybody, See? right? But but King, listen, when fair you fair enough, yeah. King, fair enough. Next but time, it would be a good promotion, Rob. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
If you come here for another <laughs> uh, another uh, fall time visit or another seasonal visit to the studio, King, I'll make sure we have a big pile of not only the crab rangoon but the fried wontons, which I like both of those. Oh, good crunch! All right, I like that. We, we're big fans of the ragu- like rangoon. Oh, hey, and wine and caramel dipped apples. Oh, that what a combination! Well, well, oh man, and the wine would have to be like wild Irish rose. Okay. Now there's a wine. All right. Is that is that, is, is that a? I never had that. Is that real? It's real. Yeah, it's like bum juice. Okay. Well, we'll get it because I want to taste it now. Wild Irish rose. I'm writing all this well, down. Yeah, you want you want to get lit? Get you some wild Irish rose. Won't take much to get you going on that shit. Okay. Well, we have we have things to do next time you're here. Then Rangoon and wine. It's gonna be a good time. Yes, sir. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir. All right, later. There you go, King Forty. The irony is, is I hate Chinese food. Uh, I thought I knew what Chinese food was until I went to those those restaurants in Pell Street with you. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I have. I have had uh, the real like like real. I have had good Chinese food for sure, with the in some of the banquet stuff that they do. I I have, but by and large, and I'm not talking like you know Golden Panda or some like just disgusting thing like that. I mean, even like like that, like what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's like here's a gelatinous square with some with some gray stuff. Seriously, like, when ah. that when that bowl showed up and it it was it literally looked like chopped up jellyfish. I think it might have been. I don't know what it was. That was that was wrong. With some gray meat. And I I, I obviously I did not endeavor to take a bite, but I did want to see if I could even fork myself some, and it refused (laughs) to stay on any utensil. It it like actually got up and left. Yeah, Yeah, it it wiggled and danced off the thing. I know. So that was that was off-putting. Yeah, definitely. Um, You know what? Mark Swan just reminded me here. A wild Irish rose. He just sent me a picture of that too. So see, he and and King are always on the same. on the same wavelength, but he just reminded me that Norm Macdonald, there's a short secret final net Netflix stand-up special that he was he was putting together at the time of his death, and it's starting to get around that uh, they think that it's going to be released. Really? That he did a couple of dry runs with the material that he was writing, and uh, it, to only select audiences, like with, with kind of like, you know, his, his comedian friends. Like David wow. Spade, and there was people like that that, that were there. And um, I'm looking at He says, what is this, uh, May 30th? Oh, they're going to release it. Oh, I was looking at this as a maybe. Here it is from Hollywood Reporter. In a comedy first, a late actor-comedian self-shot a final hour of new stand-up to be released in the event of his death. The material's hmm. fantastic. I hope people appreciate that he did this. One of modern comedy's greatest talents made one final stand-up special before he passed away, and it's been kept a secret until now. Norm MacDonald, who died last September at the age of 61, privately shot an unreleased one-hour stand-up special. Um, let's see here. Uh, where is the release date? It looks great, and the material is fantastic. So Netflix will release a surprise program, Norm MacDonald... Nothing special on May 30th. Awesome. I've been watching his stuff. It comes up cyclically in my YouTube. I've been watching so much yeah, me again. Too. I actually watched the YouTube thing uh, not too long ago. 
maybe like uh, 10 days ago or so. Did you um did you that ever That was awesome. Oh, I know. That was the best. Uh, did you ever see him when he got uh the the compilation of all of the man great plugs he he brought on this spot he he habitually lost sponsors mm-hmm. uh because of the way that he plugged the sponsors <laughs> and there was this man great hold on let me see he lost this let me see here norm mcdonald man great oh please just give me a nice here this is a six uh it's like a this is a six minute compilation so we'll watch like one or two it, it's just gold because he the way that he delivers he's just so naturally funny here he is. He's trying. To, he's trying to to plug a sponsor. Eventually loses the sponsor. Uh, we're going to read jokes. We read jokes. I thought you were going to talk about this. Thing. We're going to talk about the man. What about the man? Great. <laughs> is that like a genital cleanser? No. No, my God. What is the man? Great, you ask. Okay. Huh? Fine. I didn't. But you fine. didn't ask. <laughs> it is a hundred percent made in America. Cast iron grilling grates. Iron. You don't pronounce it iron. That's what everybody no, tells me. It's the iron horse. Like Luke Derrick was the iron horse of baseball. Yes. The word I-R-O-N is iron. iron. No, no, iron. Cast iron. Iron? Cast iron grilling grates. <laughs> that are you kidding rebel- when you say iron? Uh, you know what? Don't be like fucking Larry King. That motherfucker, I say iron, <laughs> and he's up my asshole for fucking four days. I, I, it iron. should be iron. That's what makes English the world's toughest language. Yeah. You know, right? Sure. It is because the toughest, toughest language, language to learn. To me, it's the easiest. Man, <laughs> <we're> great. <laughs> Wait, great. Have you heard of the man grace? Yes, I have. You have? <laughs> Where'd you hear about it? On Adam Carolla's podcast. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Do you have a father? <laughs> man grade is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. <laughs> Your dad's alive? No. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry about your dad. That's well, fine. Your father's dead. But you have children. You are a father. Yes, and I'm not dead. Yes. Oh. Maybe you'll give me one. I'll give years. you one. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? This man grace. So this is why he lost the bench. <laughs> it goes on for another four minutes. Which is so foolish of them. Oh, I know. Because, because you know, he has such a loyal following. And and this is in and for somebody like him, this is what promos this is the promos that work. I mean, there's nothing worse than I mean, uh than putting on one of those daily wire uh, podcasts and listening to them talk very seriously about Blue Apron and all that other stuff. Like you got to at least make this funny, right? I mean, I will always remember Man Great because of this. Mm-hmm. They should have they should have doubled down on the sponsorship. Yeah, but uh, it, it goes on and on, and uh, I'm going to put that into some network programming soon, just so everybody can enjoy that in its in its splendor. Okay, uh, let's take a call. Nine zero four, you're on the air. What's going on? Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. So you're on with uh, me and Rob. What's on your mind? Hey, bud. Uh, I am a truck driver in Northeast Florida. Nice. And I work. I work for a company called South Southeastern Groceries, which is, uh, I guess, the parent company of uh, Winn Dixie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, for the last two weeks, I've been dropping off uh, semi-trailers full of baby formula. That's the last two weeks, you say? Yep, yep, last two weeks. Now, the last two weeks, we keep dropping off these trucks, and they're saying we got no room for it. And, but every time we go in there, they won't even let us back the shelves. So when we drop them off, they, they are putting these things in dry storage, and I don't know why. So they're putting this in dry storage. They're not allowing them to be stacked onto the shelves. And as this is going, and obviously this is a, an anecdote from one truck driver in in Florida, of course. So it's not. I know. I know that it's not indicative of of everything. But what you are seeing, your personal experience, is seeing that there is supplies getting around, but for some reason they're not making it to the shelves. We are dropping them off, and they are taking these out of the back of my truck on forklifts and pallets, and they're sticking it into a dry storage facility. I'm like, what the world, man? No, why get it on the shelves? Mm. And I'm just I'm I'm just driving my truck, that's all I know. <laughs> now that wow. you you deliver in Florida, do you live in Florida? <clears throat> we travel the ninety five corridor, hmm. which I go from Jacksonville, Florida, all the way to New York City and back. I don't cross no Canadian border and I don't go towards Miami. My last stop is in Daytona Beach, and it's between Daytona Beach and New York City. And I traveled 95 every day. Wow! And that, and the last two weeks, we've been dropping off nothing but baby formula. And I figured it out. It's in my truck. So I read my damn PR notice. I said, okay. But every time we drop it off, they don't put it into the store. They put it into these big old containers, dry storage, as as we call it. You know, so. Hmm. It makes me wonder, you know, it just really makes me wonder what the hell are they really doing? Well, I mean, if there's one thing that we can learn from history, both recent and, and distant history, is that there is a, uh, there's no reason to believe that many of the shortages and many of the squeezes that we've had to live through in prior generations have had to live through, whether they be food or energy crises <laughs> or all that. Yeah, but this isn't gas. This is baby formula. Right. This is evil. If this exactly. is what's happening. It just, it just, you know, I'm just doing my job. I pull up and I drop off. I back up and they unload and I watch where they put them. I'm like, that's not where they're supposed to be going. We're people. <laughs> you know, I mean, I ain't that stupid. I mean, I've been doing this stuff for 35 years, man. Hmm. I wonder. It's just. Was there, were there people reporting these shortages for baby formula in particular more than two weeks ago? Or if, it, or if it, this really. Know. And. And can I ask you one question? Sure. And I want you to do a little bit of research on this. It's driving me crazy because me and my boys in our truck community can't figure it out. When we're driving up 95, now we got friends of ours on the West Coast and throughout the Midwest and Canada that on our interstates, instead of our street lamps being white, bright white street lamps, some are black lights. And we've looked it up on the simple YouTube search, and all they say is these, these black lights is a is a, a it's a it's a problem, and we're gonna get it fixed. But it, it's not only us; it's worldwide. Black lights on the interstates. Check that out. I'm telling you, it's gonna blow your mind. But you're, you're what talking the about what the hell can black lights detect? 
the you're talking about the, the so the the main lights you're saying the main light fixtures that are running all along these interstate highways that illuminate the highway at night you are seeing yep, that yep, there are it. there are stretches of significant stretches of these highways that have had the the regular yellow or LED l- lamps replaced yep. by black light and they are UV lights because if you if you pull up to them and if you got any kind of weird looking makeup or weird looking you know uh, glow to dark paint it glows like a black light so we're trying wow. to figure out what in the world these things are and it's not just us it's everybody it's in uk it's all over europe they say it's a manufacturing defect and it's just a bad bulb and they'll fix it it's like Oh, it's amazing. world. It's amazing you just said that because I went and I pulled up the first article I can find. Here is news. Se- news seven from uh, South Carolina it says upstate yep. South Carolina. While driving around town, you may have noted, and this is residential. This is not even highway. What you're talking about? They say while yeah. while driving around town, you may have noticed an increase in streetlights around the upstate that are turning purple. News seven, Kristen Chatham reached out to Duke Energy, and they said that this is change in color is due to a manufacturer defect with their LEDs. <laughs> I told you. Yep. It's all bullshit. Wow. I don't know what they are, but they're on the highways, our byways, our airways, our... Hell, I live in Jacksonville, Florida, and when I get home and come off 95 and MLK Boulevard, you get them going into the bad neighborhoods, too. So what the hell is up with these black lights? That's what I want to know. They say it's a manufacturer defect. I call BS, my friend, because it's all over the world, all over the globe. Look it up. It's in Europe. It's everywhere, man. Mm. Now, that's, wow, that's that's incredible. Yeah, that's got to be something. Hey, listen, I'm good friends with Owen Schroyer from InfoWars. I told him two months ago, and he won't even touch the story. I'm like, come on, man. Look the crap up. What's up with these black lights on the airstates? Hmm. It's got to be something. I've even Frequency. Done, I've even I've even looked in simple searches. What do black lights detect? They detect nuclear n- nuclear uh, compounds. Well, yeah. Well, so what the, the hell? They're, they're, I mean, they're I, really I, good I could, for. I'm, I'm just a dumbass driver, but I mean, come on, man. I notice some stuff that ain't quite right. You know. Well, you're in a you're in a unique position. People like you are in a unique position to be able to put together patterns like that because you're so frequently traveling over large distances. You can see what is consistent throughout different regions yep. that you would think would there would be a little bit more autonomy in in uh, in matters like this. So thank yeah. you. Hey, I, I mean, even even though I, even though I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm based out of Jacksonville, Florida, and I've noticed they have replaced our street lamps with. Uh, I got a neighbor of mine who's a, who's a who, who's an officer. He says we call them shot lights. So mm-hmm. if you have a light in your neighborhood and looks a little different, if there's a shooting of a gun, it can tell what caliber the gun is and how far away that gun was within within reason of that light or that microphone in that light, which I guess is a good thing, you know, but I mean, what's up with these black lights all over the country and they're not telling us nothing about it. Mm. Well, thank so, you. Thank you for the call. Driver, I'm just saying, check that shit out, brother. I, excuse me for cussing, but hey, I mean, checking it, it out right blown, now. It has blown my mind, man. It's first time hearing about it, but it definitely seems... Uh, real, I, I'm going to keep an eye out for it now. It's one of those things. Thank you for the call, my friend. It's great to hear from you. 
Appreciate it. Thank you. Later. Good night, brother. Good night. Yeah, I'll definitely have to dive into that rabbit hole. What could it be? Is it, is it data collection? Is it is it emitting something? Well, I mean, you whatever it is, you know, it's not <laughs> not going to be great. There's been a long, long time now that we have we have gotten reports from. I mean, I I remember people going on Alex Jones show years ago talking about not only the flicker rates mm, in the tele in the right. televisions, but the flicker rates in in the streets right. to bring people to different. Literally hypnotize, yes, absolutely. Either, either hypnotizing, but also to agitate. Right. Well, I mean, the same thing, to yeah. influence. Yeah, to bring them to different levels of suggestibility. Right. So to read this, and they said a little bit farther along, they say that it's being addressed, the defect causes the color of the light to gradually turn purple. That's the defect, to gradually turn purple. Mm. Yeah, I'm de <coughs> excuse definitely gonna have to uh, jump into this one this is interesting yeah yeah that is very interesting and now that we've all known to see it I, I'm sure that uh, if it pops up we'll, it'll be a little bit more attractive for us to look into it well hey that's what we got tonight Rob thank you for joining me for another wonderful oh my god before we go anywhere please let everybody know about what you got going on this uh, this weekend with your classes next week with the class how everything's been going on Please go ahead. Doing a uh, Qigong class. Um, I do not sell any Chinese food, contrary to what King was uh, <laughs> saying. Uh, just Qigong. Qigong is great. Health. That's what it's about. Okay? Um, so you can go to my website, kungfuchannel.com, and uh, you can contact me through there. I do the Qigong class live via Zoom. Saturdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. If you can't make it live, um, I record the class and send it out to you. So, uh, you know, then uh, if you pay through PayPal, uh, 50 bucks for a month of classes. So you get all eight classes for 50 bucks. Or if you want to just do one class for 20 bucks, that's good too. Um, and if you don't have PayPal, I can send you an invoice and, you know, have to use them because that's I'm not going through all the other <laughs> hoops at the moment of all the various ways of paying. You whatever. do not accept crypto. I do not accept crypto. No, good thing, right? It looks like it's uh, having some problems these days. Right, just a little bit. Well, I'm sure it'll be all right. However, uh, so yeah, qigong, great. I mean, it's uh, the health that that's what it's about. It's a it's a great method of connecting your mind and your body. Uh, coordinating your breath with your movement and oxygenating our blood, all of these things that seem to be uh, just one of the many things that are, are looking to be subverted these days where they just keep a, a mask on, restricting our oxygen. So, you know, we're not going to do that. We're going to breathe the air that God intended us to and uh, be healthy. And use it. And use it, yeah. Use it. Well, everybody, please, trust me, go and sign up and, uh, and have a good time and, and, uh, and, yeah, connect with that for sure. I, uh, I have a couple more things here real quick. Dr. Hoffman says black lights detect Lucifer race, uh, and they make the vaxxed glow. Nat Hendy says, good listen tonight. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Sloney says, rock out with your Glock out. And uh, Robert Sarns, thank you. Thank you for sending the, the cans and the phones. Nat Hendy again. This one is for King. You make me smile. He sent over a can to King. Angel hair pasta is the best, says Dr. Hoffman. A lot more there, but uh, we don't have time to get through them all. But thank you guys and gals for the wonderful, wonderful job that you've done 
berating us, showering us in support. And thank you over to everybody on Rumble. Having a good time there. Thank you again to Rockfin. And one last check on the tippy stream. Let's see what we have. Captain Cast Iron. Maybe the black lights display tagged semi-trucks. Yeah, but why in residential areas? Right. And what kind of a defect it can be so widespread worldwide, you wouldn't have seen that coming. I don't know. Frank's Ball says, still waiting to be tanned. We'll take care uh we'll uh we'll take care caramel apple while we wait. I I'm looking I'm looking forward to this, the fall now with the caramel apples. One way mail, I just learned about the invasive worm here in the Midwest. I hope it's not the gray meat on your plate. What invasive worm? I didn't hear about that. And Doc Keck says the caduceus winged serpent was also the symbol uh Israelites Israelites looked upon to atone for their whoredom and spiritual idolatry of Balpir. It is a symbol of reconciliation to Yahweh and cleanses the iniquity of worship of self. New Age twists. Uh, the New Age twists that. Big Bat says, What's up, boys? Great show as usual. Frank, can you do me a favor and wish my wife Susie Bats a happy birthday? It's a little belated, but better late than ever. Of course, Susie, happy birthday from all of us here. From me, from Rob, happy birthday, Susie. You guys take care of each other out there. Be well. All right, that's it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You are... Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There's one more. Simple Sandman says, Sup, gents? Great show as always. Frank, my, uh, any new music in the pipeline? Uh, original music? I don't, I, I don't know. We have one more song that we have to release that's going to be released in June. It's called... Uh, I forget what it's... It's called Suffocate the Dream. It's a really good song. I think uh, it's, out, it's the fourth out of the four that we put together last year. So there's that, and I ha we have a bunch of ideas. I'd love to keep writing music at whatever slow pace. I just want to keep that part of my life. So uh, rest assured, if that happens, you all will know. Okay, ladies and gents, thank you again. We will talk to you soon, and uh, good night. Thanks again, Rob. Thank you. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. Now, our super chatters Captain Cast Iron, Frank's Balls, One Way Mel, Doc Keck, Big Bats, American Girl, Simple Sandman, Stostube, Shake and Bake, Mark Swan, American Girl, Gino, and Degenerate Dan. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, far and wide. We'll see you tomorrow as we wrap up the awesome week that we had. So, good night.